Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. What a difference a day makes, let me tell you. <laughs> man, oh man, I have to say I'm so grateful for all of the love and support. It is really not easy when God asks you, are you not going to glorify me? And then at the same time, you know that because you don't lie anymore, that this lie is killing you. I can't tell you how much I wanted to share with you what happened on Sunday, how the desire for alcohol and pot was gone. But I couldn't tell you about the pot because I was too concerned about your judgment for me. And I had already lied to you numerous times by not telling you. A lot of people say, hey, a lie is telling something false, but I also think it's by not saying things. And I remember my mom said this on the, on the other video who said, I know this hurts you. Not, not being honest is not who you are anymore. So the 14th rule of St. Ignatian, discernment of spirits, is not to keep the sin secret. Because then Satan has a hold of you when we keep things secret it eats us up. But when we bring it out into the light, we speak it into the world, their power goes away. And I owed that to my own soul. I cannot tell you how difficult it was. Oh my goodness. To ask you for your forgiveness and to share my lie was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And the most emotional, put it on out there, you know? I mean, <laughs> talk about humility and literal humiliation. But I had to put myself aside and glorify what God did in my life. That's my whole ministry, is sharing all of the healing, all of the grace that comes into my life through my relationship with God, through all of your prayers and the relief on my soul for sharing and coming clean. <laughs> I need to be like, the truth will set 
you free. There is a reason that that saying exists. And I wasn't necessarily all about the marijuana itself. It was the fact that I was lying and lying about God working great things in my life. That was the pain. Like, you all need to know this. And we all need to be going to God for that healing, for that grace, for those desires of our heart to be changed. How many times have I said, let's pray to Mary and Jesus to change the desires of our heart. The death of my husband, I firmly believe, Jeff and my father, Ray, daddy, (laughs) were up there pleading with Jesus and Mary to say, take all of this away from her so that she can be exactly who you want her to be so that she can move forward with your will. And I'm telling you, I am amazed at people who are reaching out to me, telling me that God is putting on their heart in their prayer (laughs) what I'm going to be doing in the future. Most specifically with the property that I have in Tennessee. I find it amazing when people come to me in their prayer and share what God puts on their heart. And then I say, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I'm thinking or what I believe God is putting on my heart in my prayer. So this is such an amazing walk step-by-step, day-by-day. Now, here's a little bit about the freedom of telling the truth. Maybe that's something that you need to do in your life. You've got to pray on it. We don't always know what the other person, let's say we're lying about something to someone or we're keeping something from them. Let's go there. I remember when I was fighting with pornography and I went to confession to a priest face to face and he gave me great counsel. It's funny. I actually tried to find a priest that I didn't know. It was at a conference and I found a priest that I didn't know or so I thought And then I shared my whole pornography confession. And he said, you know, sometimes there are people, and a lot of the time, more often often than not, who are forced to do that. They are trafficked into the industry. And we are taking pleasure in their imprisonment and their enslavery. And let's not forget, they're children of God and we're objectifying them. It could be... Our brother, our sister, our cousin, our aunts, our uncles, moms and dads. Wow, we got some weird... (laughs) Hang on, I'm coming over to my window so you can... Oh. Okay, we got some cranes in this little pond area that I have behind my house. Just had to share because it was distracting me. Okay, let's go back to the porn thing. 
So yeah, I got this beautiful counsel and it hit me in the heart like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? I am using God's children. Some of them are held against their will. And on top of that, he talked about my relationship with my husband. I know there are a lot of married people that are listening to this who have this addiction. And he said, what do you think your husband is feeling about this? And shouldn't you be intimate with him? And so I told my husband, I said, honey, I had to confess that I'm watching porn. And he looked at me like, what? Is that why we're not having sex? Kind of, yeah. I mean, because I'm obviously taking care of myself. I don't need you. And intimacy in a marriage is so very important. And we weren't having it. And I also thought that every man watches porn back in the day when I was of the world. And every man must masturbate. And lots of women do too. And if they don't, they're lying. But my husband did not. He did not watch it. He did not masturbate. Hello, I lived with him for 23 years. I know you can all hide it, but he did not. And so when pornography got out of my life, our intimacy reconnected. Our marriage got even better. Sorry to like kind of share that, but it's true. This is why it's one man and a woman. Until death do you part. If you're married in, in a sacrament and you're not committing a mortal sin, God is going to be in your marriage and is going to strengthen that. And on top of that, pornography, listen to Father Ripperger. He says, do not watch it. Why? Because whatever we see is now in our brain and our memory and Satan can pull it out at any time. And I guarantee you, I have had pornography film scenes while I'm in mass and also, while I was intimate with my husband, a flash would come up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that? Well, hello. That's Satan trying to ruin the husband and wife relationship. The truth will set you free. Put it in the light. I said the exact same thing out loud to God. Okay, Lord, I hear that you want me to glorify you. I hear that you want me to be honest, to set me free. So give me the courage. <laughs> give me the words. I did not go to mass in the morning. I said, if I do not do this video right now, I'm afraid that Satan's going to convince me not to do it. And then the love and the forgiveness, right? That's what I was asking for. It's not easy to say, will you forgive me for lying to you? And thank God you all did talk about, again, humiliation. There wasn't an ounce of pride in me at all. And not any pride now because I am so grateful to God. I keep saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And then... Thank you, God, because now people are thinking. Others have come to me personally and shared some of their sinful ways and to ask for prayer. I think that this is a good, beautiful thing for everyone to be vulnerable and honest because we are all broken. 
Every single one of us needs the healing of Jesus, and we need Mary to wrap her blue mantle around us and protect us. I guess I'm just saying, it's okay. And just like I say with confession, by the way, that's what I did. After the video went out, I went to confession, went to mass, went to adoration. I confessed my lie. I will never have to take alcohol or marijuana into that confession again. Never. Do you know how freeing that is? Thank you, God, for taking that desire away. There is zero question in my mind. I will never drink. I will never smoke. And I will say that with the power of Jesus and his grace. And I'm going to say that out loud a hundred million times until the day that I die. Why? Because Satan needs to hear it. And you need to hear it. And honestly, I need to hear it. I just don't need it. I need God. And in this stage of my life, I'm completely Jesus's bride. And there's something awesome about that. So I think that this have, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> let me actually say that sentence correctly. I think that this has had an impact on people's lives. Thank God. Nothing to do with me. All I did was get that lie off of my back that was truly eating me up inside. And to glorify God like I should and put myself aside. Talk about humbling. It ain't easy getting out there and telling people what you've done and then apologizing for it because I could have helped you a long time ago. I could have helped you along the way. I could have said, look, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me? I mean, I could have, should have, would have. But Satan had me keep it in because he cast shame on me. He put vanity in my heart. So I was too concerned about what you thought of me. So I didn't say anything. I did not live for the audience of one. So a day after I go through this very emotional day, a somber day, I was sobbing all day long because it wasn't easy. I was truly repentant. I was praying that you would forgive me and understand. Holy vulnerability hangover. You know, I put it out there and I'm like, oh, there it is. And let the chips fall where they may. That's pretty much what I did. Lord, here we go. And I wasn't looking to boost myself up after I put it out there, by the way. But I do have to say I was filled with joy to see how many people were so forgiving with their comments and also other people who were like, hmm, you know what? You really got me thinking on this. Comments and separate things to me personally and in the public realm were of people kind of looking at their life with this. Others came out and admitted, yeah, I've had a problem with that. And that's what the walk is all about. Showing 
to others our vulnerability that we're not perfect and that we're working on it, but we're working on it with the biggest, best physician, the divine physician who can truly heal us of this stuff because Satan wants you in that misery, doesn't want to share how God is maybe working on you or changing your heart. The truth will set you free. No truer words have ever been spoken. And it's not just the truth of what was going on in my life, but the truth of Jesus and his healing in my life. And the truth of my total reliance on him, total dependence on him, and my pride was what kept me from telling you Man, what a walk. (laughs) What a walk. Thank you, God. I'm so grateful. So let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you created us for a purpose, for a meaning. We are your children. We love you so much and we desire to do your will. So we ask that you sanctify us through the spirit of God within us. That we turn toward the good, that we let the truth set us free so that the demons have no hold on us. Lord, touch every person that is dealing with with an addiction or something that they are hiding from another person or other people? Do they need to bring that lie out and speak truth? Do they need to come to you more to change their heart? Even if it's not an addiction, it could be a resentment or a judgment Even if good intentions are behind it, we know that you are the just judge. Not us. So help us with all of our emotions and our vices, our addictions, and remind us that Satan's two strategies is to ruin every relationship in our life and to continue to sin. Father, please reach out to your loved ones that are listening and praying right now. Reach out to their heart. Give them peace. Let them know the more they run to you, the more you will be running to them. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guide us and lead us to Jesus' sacred heart where there is redemption and healing that we all need, every single one of us. Now we will pray for all of those departed loved ones, the souls in purgatory. We will take a moment and list the names of those we would like to pray for. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alrighty. This is the walk. The truth will set you free. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. Do not let Satan continue to beat you up with this lie that you're holding in. I'm so grateful that as I was going through the process of (laughs) putting the video together, setting up lights and everything, I didn't have fear. I had shame. I had embarrassment. I had humiliation. I mean, but I, I wasn't afraid, so to speak. And for that, I think that was the grace of God. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. But I also knew that once I was on the other side of it, that there was going to be peace. There was going to be freedom from this obsessive, oppressive type of attack that I have had on me because I kept this secret. Everyone needs to pray. I'm going to share one more thing with you because maybe, just maybe, it may not be the best thing to tell the truth. (laughs) And you're like, what? Wait a minute. You just did this whole podcast on this. What are you talking about? Now, this isn't me speaking. This is a priest on Relevant Radio who said, you have to look at the impact of that truth on that other person or on the relationship that you have. So, for example... If you were cheating on your spouse and it was weighing so hard on you, you took it to confession, you still, you know, had it constantly attacking you. Maybe you didn't even commit the sin again. But what he had said was maybe it's not the best thing to share that with your spouse because it could be such a huge issue that it destroys the marriage So this is why we have to pray, 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 pray. And I'm telling you, this process with me was not only prayer, but it was also God speaking through other people. Remember I said my friend Janine, you know, why wouldn't you share this? This is just like alcohol. People people battle with this, you know. You're going to help people know that they're not alone. You know, it makes sense, right? But then you got to get through that in prayer. And that's when God pretty much said, are you seriously not going to glorify me? (laughs) I mean, what's going on here? So pray, 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 and make sure that you have peace and that you really know that God wants you to share this. And in some cases, it really helps 
to share what you are working on. This is what I would do with my husband all the time. Hey, honey, there was one time where I was drinking so much, so much. This was back when I was in the workplace that I stopped drinking for Lent because I didn't think I could. And I told that to my, I shared that with my husband. I told him that. I said, hon, I don't know. I'm drinking so much that I'm starting to drink at like three. That's bad. I mean, I'm not getting up and having one, but darn close. And then I'm drinking so much that I'm hungover every day and I almost need it to get the hungover kind of feeling gone, you know? Little hair of the dog, if you will. (laughs) I would share this with my husband because... It's kind of like accountability too. I would also share with him when I was trying to work out or I was trying to eat better or whatever, all the multiple flavors of the month that I've done in my life with every diet and exercise program. And thank you, God, he has connected the soul, mind, and body. And I will never, again, I will never have that distorted relationship with food and exercise. Why? Because he healed me. And why did he heal me from that? And why did he connect all the dots? Because I prayed for it. I begged him and asked him back in 2021, around November, December, or maybe it was 2022. I can't remember. I don't even know what year it is anymore. I said, there's no way I can build a house. I can barely bend down and pick up a piece of paper off the floor without groaning. God, you've got to help me. And he did. It was, I think I was 51. That's what it was. Cause I was like, it took a half a century for me to finally go to God for help. <laughs> I went to human beings. Did you read the reading today? Did you read the reading today? Because it screamed at me and I'm looking at my computer. I got to log in here. It went to sleep on me, but I tried every diet. I tried every human being's solution, every DVD, every other thing on the planet, whatever I saw on YouTube, whatever I saw here, whatever I saw there. And it wasn't until God was in the mix and I started praying to him, did I truly heal my distorted relationship, my disordered relationship? Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord, who hope whoops, let me say that again, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. This is the big one. More torturous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, Who can understand it? I, the Lord alone, probe the mind and test the heart to reward everyone according to his ways, according to the merit of his deeds. Start pulling God into your mess (laughs) because he is the only one 
that is going to fix it. Okay, these birds are crazy. Listen to this. Love is in the air. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is a long one. I have to say, I'm so grateful for your love. So grateful for your forgiveness because I needed it. I needed to apologize. And I am so grateful that you are walking this crazy journey God has me on together. And I know that you are all carrying a cross of some sort. So let's turn to God. The truth will set you free. Pray on it. Do you need to come clean to someone? Do you need to put this out there so that somebody else can help you? That's my process, everyone. That's exactly what I did. Back in 2019, when God on Our Lady of Guadalupe's feast day told me to get out there and share what she did for me, I, I didn't want to do it, but I had to glorify Mary, who took me to Jesus, who healed me. You know, you've got to kind of look at your whole life, give it to God, and then maybe tell one person or tell another person. You've put it out there some way, somehow, and it gets easier and easier to talk about and to share because that's kind of how it was for me. With this, I told my mom, I told my brother, they both knew I was trying to, you know, kind of quit it for Lent. That was what I was going to do. But y'all heard, if you watched the video, that I had a plan to just, you know, I'll just smoke whenever anybody else does, but I won't do it when I'm alone. Same thing with drinking. And by the way, that video of me dumping it all down the toilet and smashing it all together, those were tears of joy, of gratitude. There was no fear. There was no, oh my gosh, what am I doing? It was just beautiful, beautiful. Because I saw the vision of myself while I was walking. I was seeing myself do it through my own eyes. And then that's when I said to the Holy Spirit, do you want me to do that today? And so I kept praying and talking to God and walking and walking. And so when I came home, I just walked right upstairs, gathered all the stuff. And then this beautiful joy <laughs> came over me. And then this just gratitude for God filled me. And I am a crier. You know this. And that's the way that I express myself. And it was so beautiful. So there was nothing painful about that at all. I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because what a grace, what a healing. And now my life is completely his. I have nothing to come in to my mind, to my frontal lobe, to the area that I make decisions. And by the way, that is the area that we connect with God. I have nothing blocking me from rational decision-making and from connecting with God 
in prayer and all day long, tuning in. I can tune in now. It's not fuzzy because I'm hungover. It's not fuzzy because I'm high. I'm not, you know, lazy and tired and deciding not to be with God because I am hungover or I'm buzzed or, you know. Okay, I'm going (laughs) to, seriously, you're never getting off of this. I'm going to tell you one more story. I shared, I found an article. I'm pretty sure I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. I found an article of a guy, I don't remember his name. He apparently was clairvoyant, saw certain visions and stuff. And it was about alcohol. And alcohol being the word like spirits, evil spirits, a baby eating spirit type of thing, a body eating spirit. That's why they call alcohol spirits. Think about it. So he saw a vision of a bunch of people in a bar and outside the bar were all these like demons just prowling around waiting to to devour the next soul that, you know, came out of there. And the ones that were drunk, what he said was the Holy Spirit came out of the people that were all drunk and it was tethered to that body. So it wasn't totally gone, but it escaped because it couldn't, it couldn't survive at such a toxic, polluted environment. And then the demons come in because the spirit of God isn't in there. And then they take that person for a joyride. They say things, they do things, they're hooking up, they're having sex with people they don't know. By the way, been there, done that. And then when the person comes back to sobriety or whatever, then God can come back in. The spirit. Think about it. Think about how many times are you kicking God out of your body? Let's remember what St. Paul says. Your body isn't yours. It was purchased for you at a great price. Jesus dying on the cross for us. So it's not ours to pollute and to destroy. We need to take custody of our body and our mind. That is the Christian walk. It's not easy, everyone. We're supposed to conform to Jesus's ways. And how do you do that? With Jesus. (laughs) So that's what I'm just trying to tell y'all. Turn to him to help you make these permanent and desirable transformations in your life. He wants you to come to him. And I will keep that as my prayer every single day for you. All righty, everyone. Ah, I love you so much. Can't even tell you. Find something more with God and pray. Will the truth set you free? And have a blessed and inspired day.